the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Hump day! Yes, indeedy. Happy hump day. We are rolling into hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show. We have a 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. That's 844-814-5227. That might be the number, Skins, to have people call if they want to confess. If there's any men out there actually wearing this man girdle that we were talking about last hour... I want to hear from you, 844-814-5227. You can call in anonymously and confess that you would wear this girdle built into the top. What it is, is it's the bottom part is a girdle that men would wear, and then it's got a pull-up, like a Spanx, that men would pull up to hold in their tummy. I can guarantee you somebody that agrees with me with the answer of no is the financial thought doctor, Dave Elhoff. There's no way he's wearing one. You think AK Fighting Meadows, you think there's no way that he would... You think... No. You don't think he would want to put that on and no. then strut around in the old flight suit? Like the old days? I don't know. Welcome welcome back to the show, financial thought doctor. Man, you know, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? What do you, what do you mean? You're too busy to weigh in on the great man girdle debate? Is that what you're saying? Oh, geez. Seriously, that's you know well, what? What happened to the old? New Seinfeld had the man bra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I forgot all about that. I forgot all about. It. Listen, I want to. I want old school. Um, chivalry to come back. You got something sticking over your belt buckle. Suck it in, man. You see a woman come by, you hold it in. That's what men used to do, right? They would suck it in, even if it made their chest poke out. They'd suck it in for the lady walking by, right? Yes, absolutely. Mm. Or you would go out and get in shape. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go out and get or stay in shape and not get there in the first place. Exactly. I don't like this. There's supposed to be truth in, in advertisement, right? I mean, no woman wants to go out, especially if, and this is the kind of thing that's happening when people uh, date off the internet, right? This is no different than dudes complaining that a woman used a picture from 30 years ago before she shows up on a date 
or it was airbrushed or whatever. And then she shows up looking like cousin it instead of, you know, looking like, um, I don't know, Linda, whatever. I'm trying to think of a hot chicken TV. Anyway, truth in advertising. All right. Oh, we, man. We got to get into some real uh, numbers, some real economics. Um, yeah. All right. So um, there's a story that took place a couple weeks ago that I actually didn't report on it at the time, but now it's going to get worse and we're going to start hearing more of this happening in California. The story was that the chairman and CEO of park hotels and and resorts just decided he just was just going to stop paying on over $700 million in loans for his two uh, San Francisco hotels, which was the Hilton San Francisco union square and the park 55. And he cited the crime that's happening in San Francisco. And he was just basically going to go into foreclosure. He didn't say he couldn't make the payments, but he was just done. Your thoughts, Elhoff? Well, I talked to a friend that's in San Francisco right now, and they were visiting the wharf and all that. That's all good. Tourists are out and heavy. Downtown San Francisco, they say it is a ghost town. No one goes down there anymore. (laughs) <laughs> and also San Francisco has one of the article that you sent me, one of the highest shrinkage of all the retail stores up there and shrinkage being shoplifting. Yes. That not, not a reference in- to the shrinkage episode on Seinfeld. See, I'm still thinking Seinfeld. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 you are bad. You're I am bad. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the list of companies that have left um, San Francisco and, and, and as well as the Golden State are uh, HP, Hewlett Packard, Chevron, Paps, um, Tesla, Snowflake, Palantir, I don't even know who that is. Um, I mean, they're just leaving in droves and it's going to get worse because it, it, it's not just about bad economic policy and taxation and regulation. But then when you've got anything in the hospitality and the retail industry and you can't operate because you've got smashing grabs, you've got armed robbery, you've got, you know, your store being bled dry of, of inventory, it's just not sustainable. And it's not even just smashing grabs. They're just letting people walk in, take them and walk out. They're encouraged not to confront them. They're trying yeah. to protect their employees. And all that. And, you know, it's common decency. You pay for what you get. Yeah. You go in, you pay for it. Who's going to pay for it? You and I are going to pay it. The consumer's going to pay it that are honest. They're the ones that go in and shop, and you're seeing an increased prices. they got to make it up somewhere. They're not there to allow the profits to go through the floor. They need to have profits to continue to operate. And that's why they're closing so many stores around the country. And it's what's interesting, it's mostly blue states. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly in blue states. Yeah. And what's going to happen? So it's so typical, Elhoff, because it's liberal policies that are causing these businesses to leave. And then it's only going to get made worse. They're going to double down on the same liberal policies because what's going to happen is these businesses are going to leave. And then it's going to leave um, a, a, a hole, a vacuum of lower taxes being paid by businesses. So then they're going to turn right around and raise taxes on the businesses that are left. <laughs> right? It's 
It's a vicious circle. And And then more businesses are going to leave. This is how you had situations like Detroit that became a ghost town, right? After they destroyed the auto industry. Detroit's kind of making a little bit of a comeback, but not really much, right? And and we're seeing the complete destruction of, and, 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 and it can happen at a city and then grow to an entire state. Yes, it is. It's a travesty. And our country was built upon being honest. Yeah. Built upon being paying your own way and going out and making the best of your situation. And it wasn't based upon you just going in and saying, well, they owe it to me. Right. Going in and recklessly taking things without paying for them. And why is that happening? How about inflation again? A lot of these people probably don't have any money, and that's what they're doing. And, you know, they can get away with it because the current California law, the lawmakers there, are the ones that are making it easy for them to go get away with it. Yeah, I mean, there, there a lot. some of it is just young people and thugs and just, you know, um, who don't have any, any honor, any decency and weren't raised right. But a lot of it is also that then you've got the element of, you know, those that just feel so victimized that they feel entitled because they've been told that corporate, corporate America is evil and is, and has ruined the lives and, and ruined opportunity for African Americans and other minorities. And then you've got some legitimately poor people that are thinking, if I can go in and steal a Louis Vuitton bag and sell it i can feed my family so there's a there's a lot of things behind this and the solution is not for a bill to be drafted this is california senate passed bill 553 um which um they say it's designed to protect employees uh, by forbidding employers from instructing employees to confront shoplifters but in the end what it does is it just it's just another excuse in my opinion to um, allow this anarchy to take place because the Democrats, in my opinion, want this crime wave to be happening because they know that a certain percentage of it is people feeling victimized and entitled, and that's their voting base. Well, people need to wake up. Yes. And they got to take a look at their situation. Are they better off under these principles in the cities that are controlled by democratic governments. Mm-hmm. More and more articles are coming out about how it's failed. It's failed the people, yeah. honest people. And it's become rampant. And you cannot have the broken window system uh, syndrome continue on. No. You know, the broken windows, you leave a window broken and the next window is broken, you do nothing about it. Now suddenly you become a ghetto, yeah. and there's lawlessness in the street. You cannot allow that. The cities no. that protect the officers that arrest these people and put them in jail and make them accountable are the cities that are flourishing. Yeah. And you just can't allow lawlessness take over. And and there's another element we didn't mention. It, you know, it's, it's people's businesses including corporations, because corporations have shareholders. The only difference between a small mom-and-pop business and a large corporation is that a small mom-and-pop is owned by one or two people, and a corporation is owned by many. But they're still all owners. 
who have money in there, whether they've bought stock or whether they, you know, put up their own money and signed a lease to open up a bakery. It's all the same. And these are human beings and you don't have a right to their property. You just don't. And this needs to end in this country. And I know that you don't help people or I don't know that you do it. it, Whether or not somebody should keep their business here, whether or not they should move it, um, what, you know, but there are things that you can help them figure out that has to do with their money that is part of their business. And it's all kind of tied together anyway. And that's why I like your approach because it's customized instead of, I cringe every time I hear like today, I was watching Real America's Voice. I love Real America's Voice, but they've got a sponsor on there who hawks, you know, hawks gold. And so all day long, it's, you know, inflation is bad and the dollar's going away, buy gold, buy gold. And it bothers me because that's not, I don't, a one size fits all is not the way to go. Yeah, a lot of these companies are tapping into fear. And that's one of the things that propels gold is fear. Yeah. And the problem is, is that it can reverse so quickly. I've told you about this time and again. Yeah. That when you make your decisions by fear, you're going to be making wrong decisions. The same way anxiety can eat at you. The same way uh, uh, making decisions without all the facts. Because the way it's set up, folks, it's designed against you. Corporations, governments, financial institutions have set it up. They want you to give them your money. They want to hold on to it as long as possible. They want you to do it on a monthly basis through uh, payroll deductions, through uh, uh, mortgage payments, all across the board. And then when it's time for you to want to get your money, they want to do everything possible to go against us. Let me give you one quick example. Okay. I have a rental property there in Coronado. I had a tenant in, and the tenant did something they're not supposed to do. Everybody knows it. Feminine products down the toilet created a huge backflow, and it destroyed a bathroom and a ceiling. Oh, no way. It's a tenant's fault, and they know that. But I went to the insurance company and said, you know, you might not want to file a claim because you might get canceled and you might not be able to get coverage next year. Mm. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's the way they work, folks. You got insurance, you pay all these years, and then you go and say, can you help me out here? I got this claim that's coming in. They go, you know... If you file a claim, you might get canceled. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, actually using your insurance might actually come back to bite you in the hiney. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What is, what's the purpose of insurance, you idiots? Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's terrible. I, insurance is such a racket. But, um, yeah, uh, did, so well finished the story. Did you file the claim or did you handle it on your own? I'm still working on it. Oh, so this was recent. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. It just happened last week. Oh, I'm dealing with it right now. And I tell you, you know, in this day and age, insurance companies are covering their rear all the time. Yeah. Well, get anything out of them. Yeah. It's like pulling teeth. It is. And now we've got State Farm and Allstate that have said they're not going to write any new homeowners policies. 
here yeah, in, exactly. in, in California. I talked to a realtor friend of mine and she said, there's so many insurance companies. I don't know that it's going to be that big of a deal. Um, I think when you lose two major carriers, uh, it can be a big deal because yes, there's other insurance companies, but the fewer competition um, that's out there, the higher the rates can go. Yep, it's totally right. And that's what's happening. The rates are being taxed because they don't have the competition. This is what we have. Take it or leave it. Yep. Yeah, take it or leave yep. it. You want to insure your property, take it or leave it. Um, there's so many things that ways that Americans are getting hit financially right now. And and yep. and, and the thing is, and, and, and also, I got to leave it here, but it's like the thing is, is here you are. It's, I'm glad you brought up that example because there's all these different, you know, you know, San Diego County is large. We've got city of San Diego. We've also got Chula Vista. We've got a, a lot of little incorporated cities throughout the county. And there's all these things to, to, you know, going after landlords like, oh, you're so evil to evict somebody or, you know, and now you're not allowed to evict anybody simply for the reason that you it's called a no fault eviction. They want to ban it, meaning that a property owner shouldn't have the right to say, you know what, I want to move my family back in or I want to move out my tenant, fix it up and sell it. That's now in some places in San Diego County illegal. After somebody took their blood, sweat, and tears and their money and invested in property and assumed the risk, they don't even have control over it. Exactly. It's what's we happening here. A banana Republic. Total. Banana Republic. We become a socialist republic, and no one wants to have accountability for their own actions. No. And they want to be able to, and, and there's also a movement going on that uh, if your house is sitting empty, that there should be some squatter rights. Florida has a major problem with that going on right now. Maybe we should talk about that at some point. I don't know if you want to share any wisdom on property ownership. Um, that's a that's a good topic. Look, Elhoff can talk to you about anything. There's so many different aspects to your money. And, you know, go go to somebody. Go to Elhoff who will help you come up with a plan that makes sense for you. Don't do something generic just because you heard some talking head talk, talk about it on a, on a TV show. Elhoff, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. 619-548-0965. And you can always go to my website. That's got a lot of tools on it for visitors to go there. Financialthoughtdoctor.com. Spell it out, financialthoughtdoctor.com. And you can ask me to contact you, and I can point you in directions to get the answers and the truth. All right. Thank you for being here tonight, my man. Sorry, no, right. no, don't take no offense to us asking you if you ever w- would consider wearing a man girdle, man. <laughs> all right, take all it right. easy. All right, take care. Thanks, hon. Um, all right, stay tuned. More Andrea K coming up. I'm going to read some emails when we get back, and I've got some other topics to share with you guys. What is Starbucks got some really bad news? Talking about taking a financial hit tonight. We're going to talk about that when we come back. of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. I'm going to quickly go to a couple of emails here. Um, 
<laughs> this one, subject line, fat belly. <laughs> what was the hardest part of being a guy in Hawaii? Answer, hiding your, holding your belly in for a whole week. <laughs> At least you did it. Hat tip to you. Congrats, my man. We need more gentlemen like that. Um, hopefully maybe you were also holding it in while running a few laps around the track. Cause that would have, that would have been good too. Okay. Here's Mo. She, she says, I really enjoy your financial thought doctor there. Seems like the guy you'd like to have a beer with good old fashioned humor. Um, absolutely. Uh, here's the deal about Dave Elhoff. He and I, um, started, you know, met years ago in 2015 and actually, uh, I came in here and started doing some segments with him on another show that doesn't even... Oh, that was great radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were the producer of that show, and it and it became a thing. After our first time being on air together, it became a thing on... The, it was Craig Sewing Show, and it became Tuesdays with Elhoff and AK. And we would battle it out. And he thought I was insane for saying, after the first debate, that Trump, that my money was on Trump. I remember. And he was like, you are crazy, AK. And he was one of the few people. He was all in for Ted Cruz. And he was one of the few people that could admit he was wrong. And to this day, he was like, man, you were right. How did you know it was going to be Trump? I just, I, 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 I don't have a sixth sense. I'm not prescient. A lot of people are like, AK, why are you always right? Why are you always ahead of everybody else? I think it's because I suspend my emotions. It's not about emotions. It's about it's the combination of paying attention and studying politics for many years, as well as my training in corporate America. I was specifically trained to be able to go into an office and within 30 seconds being able, and this sounds crazy, but it's true. Um, we are, we're trained to be able to go into an office, look around and figure out who the buyer was in about 15 to 20 seconds and be able to know pretty much immediately how to get inside that person's head and get them to, and, and know how to get them to buy something from you. So, you combine those. It's these are skills that you can, if you're willing to to put a little effort in, you can you can assess a situation and be able to figure it out because it's psychology, it's it's selling, it's understanding, it's understanding how you know how a campaign's going to be effective, and it's understanding how they who the who the seller is and who the buyer is. So it's simple sales. It's simple salesmanship. So there's that. Um, Oh, by the way, I've got an event to tell you guys about. It's on August 10th. Mark your calendars. If you're in Southern California or not, on Thursday, August 10th, we are having an event. I'm going to be hosting it, and we've got two very special guests who are going to be in San Diego. You guys are going to definitely want to be here. Mike Gallagher, host of The Gallagher Show, is going to be here, as well as Brandon Tatum, from The Officer Tatum Show. We're going to have the Saving America Town Hall it's Thursday, August 10th. Go to TheAnswerSanDiego.com for more details. Mark your calendars for that. All right? Um, let's see. Um, oh, there is, before I get into the Starbucks uh, situation, um, there is there was a big fight going on today, evidently, down in San Diego regarding homeless encampments. Did you even hear about this, Skins? I really didn't I hear this. I heard about it, but I don't know the details. It became a big shouting match, evidently, at the city council meeting today. It was, there was an uh, unsafe camping ordinance that was going to um, prohibit tent encampments in all public spaces throughout the city of San Diego, whether or not uh, shelter beds were available. 
Um, or maybe somebody said that even if shelter beds were not available, I think as I read this, it's if shelter beds are available. But how does anybody know? Who's going to, that doesn't make sense because how are you going to enforce that? Are you going to go around? Who's going to keep count? Every five minutes, every 15 minutes of how many beds are available and then go around and monitor every street in San Diego for encampments. That's stupid. That doesn't even make sense. It passed uh, by a vote of five to four. The proposal would, excuse me, would also ban tent encampments at all times in certain sensitive areas, parks. Oh, this is uh, parks, canyons and near schools, transit stations and homeless shelters, regardless of shelter activity so there we have that it still doesn't make sense to me because you know uh, all all public spaces all public spaces include the sensitive areas so it, it it this is this is difficult from a an enforcement standpoint do you get where i'm at skin no i agree with you 100 percent. it doesn't even sound like they've really thought out okay Let's say they do enforce it. I mean, there's so many of those encampments everywhere. What are you going to do with them? Who's going to be? Yeah. So who's in charge of and all public spaces includes the public space, all public spaces, if shelter beds are available, except some public spaces that are sensitive public spaces, uh, whether there's regardless of shelter capacity, this is just really confusing and very, very difficult, if not impossible i'd say it's impossible to enforce impossible from an enforcement standpoint and even confusion aside from the fact that all public spaces includes some sensitive spaces who's gonna who has the time who and who's going to be the street force to go around and tell an tent encampment okay we've got five beds available so you can't have this encampment of 10 so then who's going to take, if you've got five beds over here and you've got 10 here in a tent encampment, are you going to move five people to the, to, to the shelter where there's beds and then leave the other five? I, I don't even, you can't enforce this. This is so dumb. Why were all these people there screaming against this when it's not enforceable in the first place? This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's what I would have said. I would have said, you can't enforce this. It's unenforceable. It's confusing. It's dumb. So no wonder Mayor Todd Gloria liberal um, is is for it because it's unenforceable. It doesn't make sense. So there's that. In San Francisco, if you're in San Diego, am I wrong on this? Were you down there at the city council? Do you have some other way that you can help me to understand this? Are you for this? Are you against it? 888-344-1170. To me, this is typical liberal crap meant to make you think they're going to do something to solve the homeless crisis when it's, 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 it's a nothing. It's flat out nothing. Smoke and mirrors. And San Francisco, um, how are they seeking to solve the homeless crisis? Residents are forced to put planters in front of their homes to stop Uh, Homeless people from setting up residence inside of their residence. A group of at least 50 residents in San Francisco's Mission District, quite the expensive area, raised more than $25,000 to install heavy planters along several blocks of Harrison Street, an effort made last month to drive away people they said in recent years had set up a large encampment and an illegal bicycle chop shop. Christina Kehoyova 
I guess, who lives nearby, said she routinely reported drug use at the encampment to, to the city's uh, 311 services line, even installed a camera on her stroller to document her encounters, but that her requests were largely ignored. Of course they were. She said while she was on her way to a community meeting about the issue, members of the encampment threw alcohol at her. <laughs> I don't understand. She said, I'm hopeless and I'm honestly depressed. More and more tents are showing up in the neighborhood. I bet she votes Democrat. I bet, guarantee you she votes Democrat. I'm supposed to feel sorry for you. I'm not supposed to laugh. Naturally, the ongoing cancer of homeless advocates oppose the planters or anything that would normalize the standard of living of law-abiding people. If these people truly cared about the homeless, according to Breitbart, they would lobby to have them institutionalized where they could get help and have some safety on the street. This is a woman saying, I just feel hopeless. I just don't understand as she pushes a stroller down the street and has alcohol thrown at her. You're part of the problem, lady. We're going to take a break. Should I feel bad that I just laughed at this woman? Sorry, I can't. You vote Democrat, guaranteed. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, so much nasty coming from the left and not just about Trump with the indictment. And by the way, MSNBC, remember I said last hour, MSNBC and CNN, or maybe it was this hour, refused to play Trump's speech last night uh, because they just, you know, they can't. Uh, there's just a cost. He, he, he says there's no truth. Andrea. There's just no truth. Oh, but you're happy. You're not. He, you're happy to cover his indictment all day, but you're not. You, you you won't give him an opportunity to answer and speak to the allegations it's absolutely crazy um but the worst for me was chuck todd who attacked the cuban hispanic supporters that cheered and sang happy birthday to president trump yesterday in a miami bar here's what chuck todd had to say clip three it's look surreal we've always run out of adjectives to describe anything donald trump does but my word i mean we've not seen something like this in the united states before where uh, a political figure like this is under legal threat and he goes to celebrate and there are people there ready to celebrate and he's, I mean, it, it we've seen this take place in other countries where you've had uh, corrupt, you know, political figures accused of corruption do this and, and sometimes they've had success, sometimes they've had failure. It's a very familiar scene to South Floridians watching sometimes the politics of Central uh, and South America where you see these moments um, but clearly, he is wrapping himself in in the sort of there is a there is a faction of South Florida, uh, uh, very conservative MAGA Hispanics who are very much rally around sort of almost see common cause of the injustices of America with Cuba and Venezuela, and he's 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 trying to wrap himself in this. Um, they don't just sort of see the injustices in America. What an insult to these people. Some of the people had practically, you know, 
and I don't even know. I would have to assume that some of the people that were there that were, were Cubans that I heard with the heavy accents were part of people that maybe came over in boats taped together, right, to try to flee communism. They were accurate in their descriptions. In fact, one friend of mine retweeted a comment somebody made to say that uh, any comparisons to what's going on in this country, to Castro's Cuba, is an insult, to what's been going on in, in Castro's Cuba. No, it's not. These are people that literally fled Castro's Cuba that were talking yesterday and saying, how dare you say, how dare you or anybody say that it's not accurate to compare what's going on with Donald Trump and the weaponization of our government against him. How dare you say that they don't have the right to compare it to Trump when they're the ones whose families fled Castro? I want to begin to play. I don't know if I have time or if I should save it for tomorrow's skins. Do you think I have time to start this Tucker thing? We can at least start it. Yeah, let's start it. Um, I think it was very interesting. Tucker on Twitter last night was talking about Trump's indictment. And uh, he was saying that the inevitability of the indictment was specific to February 16th, 2016. I'm going to stop and start it. Um, so be quick with that finger on the pause button, Skins. And we're going to try to. It's very long, but I felt like it was really important. And so we're going to stop it and start it and playing all thir- instead of playing all 13 minutes of it for you. We're going to play a few minutes, take a break, and then play the rest. Let's begin. Everyone who's paid attention knew it was. What just happened was always going to happen. It's been inevitable since February 16th, 2016. That's the day Donald Trump made a blood enemy of the largest and most powerful organization in human history, which would be the federal government. Despite what you may remember, it wasn't anything that Trump had said about immigration or trade with China or rapists from Mexico. Those are the stories that dominated the headlines that year. Trump's a racist, they screamed. Stop him! But inside Washington, that was just noise. None of it really rated. Identity politics doesn't mean much to permanent Washington. What matters then and now is foreign policy, the invasions and occupations and proxy wars, the decisions that determine which global populations will thrive and which will die, the policies that come with trillion-dollar price tags, the ones that over time have made the counties around D.C. the richest suburbs in the world. In Washington, that's what actually matters. And it's obvious when you look carefully. When there's a debate about anything else, for example, the debt ceiling, both sides take their assigned positions and they start yelling. But when Congress decides to start a war, no matter how foolish or counterproductive or obviously disconnected from America's core interests that war may be, when that happens, the leaders of both parties automatically jump behind it like circus clowns. And then they stay there, sometimes for decades, They defend that war relentlessly against all evidence until somebody finally rings the all clear bell and they can begin to admit that actually maybe it wasn't such a great idea. We meant well, but it just didn't work out. The good news is we've learned a lot of important lessons. In the end, they usually do say something like that, but only after emotions have cooled and the damning details have begun to fade from collective memory. It's an apology that's not actually an apology, much less repentance and it's years too late to matter in any case. Let's stop it right there. I was so gripped by it that I actually let it go on a little long because there was so much going through my mind. Like the Ukraine war. Wasn't it interesting how uh, almost the same talking points from the uniparty system to try to instill in you panic and fear to stay locked in your homes 
and be willing to uh, suffer all the consequences, including your children of that until and not be allowed to leave or or get your job back and or resume your normal life until the forces of the government decided that it was time to get you on board with the new normal. Same talking points immediately after COVID was supposedly over, it shifted to Ukraine. And, and, and I was thinking about this. He's absolutely correct. Identity politics is a tool they use for power over you. Whatever minority group you're in, they don't care about you. Washington only cares about money. They care about power. And the main source of power and the main control that they have, particularly globally, involves war. And let me remind you also before I go on, Donald Trump was the first president in decades that did not take us into any war. Let's continue. But until then, that's all you're getting. Until then, no dissent is allowed. That's the first rule of Washington. But somehow Trump didn't bother to follow it. He is from out of town, so maybe he didn't know it was a rule or maybe he just didn't care. Either way, seven and a half years later, we can point to the precise moment that permanent Washington decided to send Donald Trump to prison. Here it is. It's from the Republican candidates debate in Greenville, South Carolina. We should have never been in Iraq. We have destabilized right. the Middle East. They lied. Okay. They said there were weapons of mass destruction. There were none. And they knew there were none. There were no weapons of mass okay. destruction. Okay. All right. We should never have been in Iraq, Trump said. We destabilized the Middle East. Now, by the time Trump said that, a lot of Republican primary voters were starting to reach the same conclusion. How could they not? But it was the next line that doomed Trump to today's arrest. They lied, he said. There were no weapons of mass destruction, and they knew there were none. Now, when he said that, a few in the crowd booed. Most just sat there in silence, stunned. Can he say that? Well, he said it anyway. And by saying that, he sealed his fate. That was the one thing you were not allowed to say, because it implicated too many people on both sides, which on this topic is really just one side. Hillary Clinton was guilty of it, but so was Paul Ryan. All of them were guilty. They all knew they all lied. And to a person, they hated Donald Trump for exposing them. After that, it was pretty clear that even if he did get elected president, Trump was going to have a very hard time controlling the federal government he was supposed to be in charge of. Most of permanent Washington decided that thwarting Trump was the single most important mission in their lives. Everything depended on it. Many of them said so publicly, but others didn't say so publicly. In fact, the stealthier ones took another path. They ran toward Trump, not away from him. They sucked up to him. They ingratiated themselves to the man they intuitively understood was susceptible to flattery, which Trump is. And they did this in order to subvert his new administration from the inside. There were a number of these, and you could spot them immediately. They were flatterers. Invariably, the ones who flattered Trump the most hated him the most and disagreed the most strongly with his views. You saw them in the hallways of the White House and at press conferences. They were there slobbering over their boss with elaborate self-abasement, as if they were addressing a monarch or a god. It was a scene from the Ottoman court. It was filthy and decadent, and it was false. Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, Lindsey Graham in the Congress. They all called Trump a visionary genius up until the moment he lost power. And then they unsheathed their real agenda, as always the neocon war agenda, and they piled on with maximum force. Here's Mike Pompeo, for example, on Fox News this morning. Going to take a break. When we come back, I will respond. 
Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. We were playing a little bit of Tucker Carlson. Tucker went on to say that using Mike Pompeo as, a, as an example of how this was a man that sucked up and slobbered all over Trump and yet undermined him at every turn. It was on, it was on the news this morning basically saying Trump was guilty. You know, uh, I, I think that tr- I, while I don't necessarily agree, Tucker goes on to say also that in the that Trump is the only one everybody in D.C. from Chuck Schumer to Mitch McConnell to Paul Ryan and beyond and every single news anchor on all of television. All of them believe that Ukraine, its borders, its future, its infrastructure uh, are all more important than the town you live in. Everyone in power thinks that except for Donald Trump. Whatever you say about him, Trump is the one guy who, with an actual shot at becoming president who dissents from Washington's longstanding pointless war agenda. And for that, that one fact they're trying to take Trump out before you can vote for him, that should upset you more than anything that's happened in American politics in your lifetime. Even if you don't plan to vote for Donald Trump, even if you would die before voting for Donald Trump, what is your right? And a lot of good people feel that way. Even still, the destruction of our democracy, which is the right of voters to support any candidate they want, even candidates who don't want war with Russia, the destruction of that should keep you up at night. Yes, Donald Trump is a flawed man, but his sins are minor compared to those of his persecutors. In this life, we don't get to choose our martyrs. We can only choose our principles, and America's are at stake. I don't know that I agree that that one single thing, war and the military-industrial complex, is why they want to take Trump out, but I agree with absolutely everything else that he has said. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, like, like he's said before, he's standing in the gap. He is the one he they're going after him because he does not want what the establishment wants. And he wants to return the power to the people like he said when he came down that escalator in 2016. Now, should he have seen through the Chris Christie's, the Kellyanne Conway? Probably. I said for years, get rid of Kellyanne Conway. But ultimately, the people to blame here, as I said, going back to the beginning of the show, is the Republican Party. That's really who's to blame for the state of our nation right now. And they're the ones, even more than the Democrats, trying to get rid of Trump. We'll see you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Follow me on all the socials. Peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.